2: Our program today brought to you by the Willie's Store, family-owned since 1900 in Greensboro. By Polly Construction on Gregory Drive in South Burlington, where one call does it all. By Montpelier Agway, your locally-owned Montpelier Agway on East Montpelier Road. By Menards, family-owned True Value Store on Brooklyn Street in Morrisville. By Clawson's Florist, Greenhouse and Perennial Farm in Colchester. Top quality Vermont-grown plants since 1972. By V's Flowers and Garden Shop. Flowers, hanging baskets, annuals, houseplants, potting supplies, and more. V's Flowers and Garden Shop in Waitsfield. By Sticks and Stuff and Swanton Lumber. Vermont's largest independent home center. Go online to find store locations and hours, sticksandstuff.com. By P&R Lumber, Route 15 in Wolcott, family mill lumber for all projects. P&R Lumber, and they're on Facebook. By Guy's Farm and Yard, with four locations to serve you. If it eats and grows, guys can feed it. guysfarmandyard.com And by Dandelion Acres Garden Center in Bethel. Dandelion Acres sponsoring the In the Garden podcast. Dandelion Acres Garden Center in Bethel, online at dandelionacres.com. And right now, here's the host of In the Garden, Peter Burke. (laughs) Hey, Joel. How goes it? Oh, good. How about yourself? Pretty well, thanks. Yeah, beautiful
3: out there today. Absolutely beautiful. Perfect day for... Uh, for gardening, and uh, uh, just uh, one small warning: make sure that you blink, drink plenty of water and and uh, use your sunscreen. Don't just because it's not ninety degrees, it doesn't mean you can't uh, uh, um, get sunburns. So just be careful of that when you are out there. Now, I usually try to time it so that I am gardening uh, from the morning up to about eleven, and then take a, a time for a break. And that's when I used to listen to you and Ed Smith. I'd take my break so that I could listen to the show <laughs> and then go back out. So anyway.
2: um Well, unless our LEDs can cause uh, <laughs> negative things, I think you're okay for this hour. I'm okay hour. in here. Yeah.
3: Yes, I am. I'm safe. But for those of you outside, I just want you to stay safe. Now, it's interesting. Uh, last weekend, my wife and I... um uh, well, we've been able to get back to our house. We're not living there yet, but we're working on the gardens. And um, we took the time to uh, to work on our uh, blueberry bushes. And uh, unfortunately, I haven't really been able to do much for a year. And um, I was surprised to see uh, something, uh, the leaves on the uh, some of the bushes, not all of them, uh, just parts of them, were actually yellow with a green vein and um it was a sign of of um, of all things uh, an iron deficiency and the iron deficiency comes from the soil not being acid enough and every year I'll use the uh, the espoma uh uh what do they call it is the uh, holly tone or the the acid loving plant um uh, fertilizer and i'll put a cup or, or so around each plant so that it has its acid enough and uh so i hadn't done that uh I hadn't done it yet in april when we had our um had our fire and i hadn't done it again this year so that was two full years that uh garden seasons that it hadn't had that and it showed so it's interesting that it's not a fertilizer problem, it's a problem of an iron deficiency. So there's a couple of things you can do or have to do. Um the first one of course is to you know acidify your your um your soil around your bushes. And that's pretty easy. Uh, again, the hollytone or the acidifier, uh, the espoma or you can just use straight sulfur if you want to, but I prefer the combination. Um, and those are organic, and they're O M O OMRI approved. So I like using them. and I feel confident with them. But the other thing um, was that you can actually uh, spray the the leaves with a um, chelated iron. Uh, they call it liquid iron. And when you you spray the leaves, it's sort of it uh, it's like a shot in the arm. It's a temporary. Um, uh, a thing that you can do to, to give those plants the iron they need. So we've done that. And then, uh, uh, when I first, well, when I was first working with them, we, we pulled all the weeds around them and gave them a thick mulch of, um, we had some uh, cardboard we used. My wife wanted to use up and said, why don't we use it for a mulch? And then we used a really nice bark on top of that and it looks great. Um, After that though, I had already decided to use a fish emulsion to give them a a little fertilizer and I had done my whole garden earlier so I was uh, planning to do it but that's when I noticed the, the, some of the, a few of the yellow leaves and you'll notice that it's a yellow leaf and oddly enough the vein is still green. (laughs) You know, so it's, it's not like the whole leaf is yellow and curled up. It's just a solid yellow with these green veins on it, which is kind of a, an interesting combination. And, uh, so anyway, um, I gave them that, that and then followed up with the, with the iron, um, liquid iron. And when I went to Agway and, and said, Hey, uh, you know, I need some liquid iron. She says, I know right where it is. <laughs> and uh, I was pleased because I thought, Oh yeah, I'll probably have to go online or search around or go to a couple of different places. But nope, they have it right there with their other things. Right. Well, actually right with the, the fish fertilizers and the liquid seaweed. And, um, <clears throat> so. It's interesting uh there's a fellow from um uh a fellow from Randolph who had uh, contacted me through the radio station and um he was his focus is more on farms and hay and uh field crops you know for corn and hay and he he said for 20 years he's used the the seaweed and it's been it's been a really incredible um an incredible fertilizer for all kinds of crops, including, you know, your hay. If you want a good crop of hay and stuff, and and I I was really impressed. Um, and then he mentioned that he also uses the sea kelp, which I, uh, as you know, I recommend that you use sea kelp in every every bed. But he said that um, this is a fellow named Charlie, and. um and uh he's uh, from goes to the Randolph uh um farmers market down down there. And he um he was saying that the sea kelp is, is really just as important as a fish fertilizer and he said that it actually uh, saved a field of corn from frost um uh, a couple of years ago from one of his friends and you could see where they ran out of the sea kelp and, and didn't mm-hmm. <laughs> you know it, it was like a line drawn <clears throat> and it was able to save a crop down to 28 degrees which is wow. pretty pretty <laughs> impressive yeah, yeah. and <clears throat> so anyway um uh that's you know it's a it's a terrific fuller feeder and I know I've mentioned it before but uh just to say it one more time that's a great way to to give your uh, garden a shot in the arm and it's sort of like an uh, organic miracle grow you know it's it definitely works um, works wonders for your garden so just a footnote there and if you are having problems with your blueberries and now oddly enough the blueberries the berries themselves were fine you know they're they're starting to blue up and look good and the bushes are he- heavy with blueberries so um you know it's uh, uh it's it's interesting you know <laughs> i just I just had never seen it that starkly before and, and kind of just did my fertilizing by rote, you know, oh, I need to give them something, but I had never seen what had happened when you don't. <laughs>
2: you know? well, Mother Nature has that way of uh, putting it right in your face. <laughs> <That's a cheap. laughs>
3: yes, right in, in green and yellow, mm-hmm. <laughs> right in front of you. So anyway. Well, uh,
2: we should mention the telephone number.
3: Oh yeah. yeah in case uh, that's, anybody uh, has
2: comments, questions. Sure. Problems. Sure.
3: Any, or, anybody, any kind of question. And I always say if you want to call and just brag about your garden, that's, you're more than welcome. 802-244-1777. And do you do the other one? The one 291 8255 And, uh, um, either one you can call in on and uh we'd be glad to have, take your call and and uh, again you can have bragging rights now one of the things that's been showing up in my my garden all over the place is the giant red mustard mm-hmm. and uh i had planted that as part of a uh uh you know a mesclun mix they use that quite a bit in mesclun because it's fast growing and and, uh, so my wife, uh, the other day, she went around and picked a whole bunch and said, why don't we give this a try? You know, it's, it's good as a baby green. I wonder what it's like. So we, um, we took the, those, uh, and they have this sort of, uh, um, uh, maroon le- colored leaf a mixture of maroon and green and and they they can be quite large i mean hand size large leaves so anyway she chopped them up and uh cut up some uh little bits of tofu and and uh I think some carrots and onions and stuff, and cooked it away, and my gosh, it was absolutely delicious it was a just a terrific green and and my wife and i four both of us really enjoy you know all types of of uh fresh greens like uh you know spinaches and and kale and and collard greens and mm-hmm. she she makes a collard green recipe that's just to die for sounds
2: great, yeah. Yeah. Well, we're going to go to the 21st century here with regard to our technology because oh, really? we do you see that computer off oh, to yeah, your Oh, yeah, Trudy right, and Braintree. Yeah, yeah. yeah actually I, I first time I've been able to figure out how where, well first <laughs> of all it was already set up for me. So oh, all right. So in other words, you just read what's there and you know who's on the line. And and do I press the button or do No, you? I press the button. Okay. Hey Trudy. In Braintree. Hi. Welcome.
3: <laughs>
4: I gave you some misinformation last week about the bug on the raspberries.
3: Oh, yeah. Good, good. I, I was wondering about that. Good. What do you got? Well,
4: it, I, well it's an elongated black bug uh-huh. with tentacles. Uh-huh. It's about oh a quarter of an inch long, a quarter, quarter to a an half. Inch. And it's got a yellow band behind its head.
3: Oh, I'll be darned. Oh, that and one I'm going to have to look up. I, I can't say I know that right off. It, there's well, a many iterations of the stink bug, and that that could be one of them. What I had thought uh, you had was the sawfly. It's, it's
4: long and It's long and slender.
3: Mm-hmm. It still sounds like the sawfly. Um, and I've
4: been capturing some, and I've been swishing some, mm-hmm, and I missed mm-hmm. one this morning, and
1: mm-hmm.
4: <laughs> I started looking for them once I caught one mm-hmm. doing its thing, and. Mm-hmm. Now I start looking for them before I just break off the –
1: and yeah. I've
4: caught – I've killed a number of them, but yeah. I haven't got them all yet.
3: <laughs> well, um, uh, of course, you know, this is the beginning of July, and this is the time when the Japanese beetles will be out. And I, the oh, Japanese yeah, I've got beetles, them, too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was wondering about that. Did you set your traps for them?
4: No, I haven't yet. I usually just go out with my bucket of water and soap oh. <laughs> twice a day. and around
3: them you know it's funny i remember as a kid it was in the very beginning of the invasion of the japanese beetle and uh and we you know we went around with our i think we were using buckets of kerosene at the time but uh you know we went around with our it was basically a coffee can and we would knock them off into there and And that's how we did them too. And that's still the sort of the tried and true, uh, you know, whether it's um, whether it 's the potato beetle or the cucumber bug or if it 's the you know the the monstrous tomato hornworm <laughs> and yeah. uh, and uh it 's still a tried and true uh method and and uh and it 's for sure pretty well organic so <laughs> well, and yeah. and also the important point is that it works you know you're yeah. you're you're thinning the infestation and stuff um and you mentioned something, uh, let's see, uh, let's, not to, not to get too far afield here, but I wanted to go back to something else you said, was you said there was two rings on your, on your canes. Yes. Something, and, and what was that? What did you think that was?
4: That's what this bug is
3: doing. Oh, that's what the bug is doing. Oh, oh, okay. All right. All
4: right. It makes those two rings and I, Looked up in it. I understand that's where they lay their eggs. That's
3: where yeah, they're laying their eggs. Yeah. Okay. Good. I just wanted to to clarify that's that it wasn't something else going on there. Okay. Well, that's that's good. So you can spray those. You can use the um, uh, the Captain Jacks on those because it it will kill the the beetles and those bugs, and uh, it won't affect the plants at all and doesn't affect the with- fruit. So, it would
4: take a lot of spraying.
3: Yeah. How how big a patch do you have?
4: Oh, probably twelve
3: by twelve. Oh yeah. Mm,
4: it,
3: uh, maybe a gallon. 12. I don't think it would be much more than a gallon because it's just a foliar spray.
4: They're beginning to ripen.
3: Yes. Yes. the so next problem yeah.
4: is the robin under the blue in the blueberries.
3: <laughs> is he oh, robbing your blueberries?
4: The robin is in my blueberries.
3: Robbing, Robin. He's robbing you of your blueberries. Well,
4: I hung up. I hung up a bunch of holographic tape last night and a couple of owls.
3: Uh huh. Uh huh. Old CDs. Old CDs. That's the other one. I don't
1: have
3: any of those. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the you know of course the tried and true is netting to go ahead and put netting right I on know. it.
1: My husband
4: and yeah. I were talking about that this morning. Yeah.
3: Frame
4: of some sort, and
3: yeah. I used to, I draped netting over it one year, but then it was just such a nuisance. To a nuisance, yes, I, I I I get you. Yeah. Um, do you have a cat?
4: No, <laughs> no, 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 no. I have a dog for the weekend,
3: but uh, yeah, they are not nice much bird. for birds. They don't really do much <laughs> to chase them. Um, one thing you can do is to look for a nest. If there's a nest in there, you might want to try to clear that out. So they can find. for oh, the
4: robin, you mean? Yeah,
3: find it. Find it. Yeah. New... Well,
4: she's had she's had nested twice, and I just tore it down yesterday.
3: Oh, okay. So you did take care of that.
4: It. She she likes it on a, a mesh netting that's rolled up, hung on my lean-to. <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah, yeah. Right next to the food source, right? <laughs>
4: yes.
1: Exactly. <laughs>
3: Yeah, it's, uh, it's part of the, the garden fortress, you know. You're gonna have to, you're gonna have to take measures. The netting is probably the most foolproof for birds. It doesn't do much if you've got chipmunks. You have to sort of take another tactic there, but. Well,
1: I
4: have a rat trap that's taken care of
3: a few of those. Oh, good, good. Yeah.
4: <laughs> my husband, I don't tell, don't tell my husband.
3: Okay, I won't. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, well, um, the, uh, you, you know, you, it's not as if, I mean, you're, you're barely even thinning the herd when you take a few out of your garden, you know. Oh, I know. <laughs> There's cer- certainly plenty around, and we can thank not the good. not
4: as many as there was a few years ago.
3: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they come and go, that's for sure. You'll, I mean, I've had some, some summers when, when you could literally just sit and watch dozens of the chipmunks yeah. running around and going in between and around and over and under and. Well, yeah. the thing
4: that annoyed me the most is they're burying my sunflower seeds all throughout my garden. <laughs> so and now they're all, now they're all growing.
3: Yeah, of course, of course.
4: But they were going under into my plants too much, and that's when I got the trap out.
3: Yeah. Yeah yeah you you have to do that and i, I, I had a similar problem of course but um it's it's actually a, there's a couple of them and and it's interesting where um the definition of a weed is simply a plant out of place you know and so you, you know you would never call sunflowers uh weeds but in this case they are a weed you know, well, and the please. same thing happens with my dill and, uh.
4: Oh yeah, I don't have to plant dill anymore. No, it keeps no. Popping
3: up. <laughs> and that, uh, that, uh, the mustard greens, those red giant, uh, mustard greens, same thing. I, I haven't planted it in years, honestly, and yet it just keeps coming up. Everywhere. everywhere, you, And, of course, the seeds are so teeny, teeny, tiny. I mean, they're yeah. even smaller than a cabbage seed. Uh, but they managed to float around and sort of plant themselves all over. And then, of course, for oh. me, yeah.
4: My husband brought home some sunflower plants from one of his clients last year. Oh, neat. And I let him plant them in the edge of my garden.
1: Uh-huh. Well, oh.
4: this year they have come up in magnitude. I mean, I've got some out there that I can't put my thumb and finger around, the stock They are so big. But they're shading my peas on one. Yeah, end. no.
3: No, no. You do have to make a choice there, that's for sure. Well,
4: they're too big to pull now. They started to bloom, so. Oh, no. <laughs>
3: you mean they're too big to pull because yeah. Because you don't want to you don't want to make that choice. Yeah.
4: <laughs> you don't want to choose. This year he's going to have to pull them because I don't think I'm going to be able to. <laughs> uh,
3: just cut them. Just get a good pair of shears and cut them down. That that, that will work just as well as pulling them. And it I prefer. Brush huh?
4: They're so big. It would. They're so big. It would take brush cutters.
1: <laughs> okay.
3: Okay. <laughs> well. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, so, uh, one thing you want to do, uh, with your raspberries, going back to them, is to make sure that you, um in the spring, dig up, uh, not dig up, but make sure you rake out the, uh, the mulch that you have under your berries. You want to just give yeah. it a good raking and, so that the, the, you know, the little f- flies, you know, you destroy as many of their eggs as you can. And then you you might even consider doing a a soak with the um the Captain Jack's dead bug right on the mulch before you know before the season, so you can catch them before they they actually start to climb up the and just um go ahead and keep spraying for a couple of weeks here in the very very beginning, and that will pretty much set you up for the summer. Well, it's a lot easier to deal with them the first thing in the spring than it is to deal with them after they're mature and while they're actually laying eggs for the next, right. for next year, so.
4: You think they lay their eggs in the, mul- no, they lay their eggs in these, in where they cut raspberries.
3: Mm-hmm. And then, uh, then they, when they become a, when they become a worm, more or less the, the nymph or the, you know, they'll drop down in the soil and then, and then become Flies and come up onto the plant,
4: so. But I don't allow that. I break them off and put them in the trash. Good, good. I have half half a trash bag full of just the top of my raspberry. Yeah.
3: (laughs) It's buzzing in there, huh? Well, that's good. So you're doing all the things you should do and, um, you might, you might consider doing a a foliar spray with the fish fertilizer too, depending on what you're, what you're giving them. In, for fertilizer in, on the ground.
4: I just I just give them the acid fertilizer in the mm-hmm, spring.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: Same with my blueberries.
3: Yeah, well try try and, the oh. try the foliar spray. Uh, you know maybe actually right about now if the fruit is starting to set and and gonna ripen soon. Yeah,
4: getting to raspberries even are beginning to ripen.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, my blueberries, there's a few blue ones in there, but it's yeah, too soon. I picked a
4: couple of last night and made Did you? <laughs> Couldn't resist.
3: Nope, nope, it's hard to resist. All right, Trudy, well, thanks for the call and let me know how it goes.
4: Well, I thought I'd tell you I, how much misinformation I gave you. <laughs> but I trapped a couple and put them in a baggie so I could describe them accurately.
3: Oh, good. Good. That's great. <laughs> it's something, isn't it? Yeah, I sent that off. Uh, I did the same thing and sent it off to UVM and they let me know what I, what I had because I couldn't really identify it. And it turns out they were They were hordes of stink bugs, you know. I I think I mentioned it before. They were these teeny tiny, I mean, not even a sixteenth of an inch around and they were just bright, bright red. And they were in a cluster about, oh, probably about three inches across. And the more I looked, the more I saw and there were literally hundreds and hundreds of them. So.
4: Do stick worms do any damage? Which worms? Stick worms, they look like a stick. Uh,
3: um, The you're not talking about the jumping worm, right? Not that one. No. No, no, okay. It's
4: it's a brown worm that it looks like a stick at at a glance.
3: Yeah, no. I I think you're fine with them. Why? Are you finding them in your garden?
4: I found one in in the raspberries.
3: Yeah. Should be no problem. Should be no problem. So they kind of
4: smooshed in. I didn't
1: know what he was
4: gonna do. Yeah. <laughs> the woman that brought my dog saw me smush one of the raspberry bugs, and she said, "Ew, <laughs> you smushed it." And I said, "What do you want me to do with it?" Yeah,
1: really. <laughs> I was
3: invited in. <laughs> Here you go. Well,
4: Here he. He well. my garden, and that's as close to gardening as she gets.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I. You know, it's it's hard not to be. You, you know. Had that feeling like, ooh, you know, you shouldn't really squash a bug or you know trap a chipmunk or any of those things, but you pretty much have to because uh, you know you're it's a you're protecting your garden and your garden is is very important.
4: I saw a young woodchuck out here the other day, but oh by boy. the time I got my gun, it was gone.
1: Yeah, yeah. I uh,
4: set a trap, but it didn't come back, so no. i hope he just didn't like the neighborhood.
3: Yeah, you you might get your chance <laughs> still.
4: <laughs> it wouldn't be the first one.
3: <laughs> <laughs> All right, Trudy. Well, um, All right, thanks for day. the call, yeah, and um, call again. All right, Joel, is it time for a break, I think? Yeah, it is. All right, we'll see you on the other side. Dandelion Acres is a beautiful garden center in central
2: Vermont where you can find gorgeous flowering hanging baskets, annuals, perennials, trees, and shrubs. They also have an extensive selection of vegetables, fruit trees, and berry bushes
3: and can also offer helpful advice to make your growing season a success. There's pottery,
2: garden furniture, statuary, and decor from the whimsical to the sublime. Dandelion Acres Garden Center is in Bethel, Vermont. Go to dandelionacres.com for current operating hours and COVID caveats. Our telephone number is 802-244-1777. And once again, here's Peter. (laughs) Hey,
3: Joel. I was reminded um, by um, one of the fellows that's working on our house, the the guy who's doing the uh, boiler, um, Chris Leifurden. He said that uh, he had actually just finished planting his garden and, uh, he said that it's not unusual for him to not get his garden in until the end of June. And, um and, and I was, I was kind of glad to hear it because that's one of the things, uh, I, I've tried to stress is that, you know, there's a number of seasons, uh, when you can plant. It doesn't, you know, the garden doesn't start on Memorial Day and end on Labor Day. So, um some of the things that you can, Plant now, of course, is another crop of green beans. It's a great time to start with a, you might want to choose a dwarf uh, variety or a, you know, short day, 55 day. Of course, uh, you can start doing your spinach or your spinach substitutes, certainly. Uh, Those, uh, the spinach substitutes that I like are, you know, of course, the Malabar spinach and the New Zealand spinach and the, um the, uh, what they call perpetual spinach, which is a form of chard. Uh, and then what some people call, uh, Chinese spinach, which is really just another name for tatsoi. And all of those are, are good, uh, salad greens, excellent salad greens, and all of them can be cooked just like you would spinach. You add that to it. Of course, if you still have, and I noticed at uh the feed store they still had uh you know the little baby onions, you know the little ones that you plant for sets, and those are great for for scallions or what some people might call salad onions or um anyway, you can plant them now and and they'll come up and you'll have um, you'll have a nice source of of greens to add to your salad and it just it just really you know makes a salad pop out it's not like a a regular yellow onion or or in fact even like a red onion but it's a nice onion flavor and a green as well so it's a um that's another thing. And of course Swiss chard, you can start you can even start those now. You don't have to start them from sets. You can start them from seed and you'll have some nice um, some nice uh, leaves to to harvest and freeze, you know, in uh, in September and they'll take a, a small frost, you know, they won't take a a 20 degree frost, but um you know they'll they'll last into October and you can it's easy to it's easy, really, to freeze them, and they're just wonderful frozen. You can do uh, some of the the uh, miniature cabbages. Uh, I know that the um, all the seed cab- cal- catalogs have you know varieties that are that are you know a short short day. A short number of days to maturity. I guess what I'm trying to say, and and those are good. Of course, you can do another round of carrots, and this is a time when you want to do some some peas. If you have uh, if you have some broccoli sets, or you can find them, or even Brussels sprouts, find those. You can go ahead and and uh, plant them. This is a good time to start your cucumbers again, because as the uh, <clears throat> as the Uh, the, the cucumber plants grow older, they become really susceptible to powdery mildew. And, uh, um, and although you can treat that and, and get some more time out of, uh, you'll find that planting a cucumber plant now will, will, uh, be much hale and hardier than anything else. So, that's a good thing to plant, uh of course, kale, kale is sort of like a, you know the perpetual green that you can plant and eat at any particular point. I like you know planting some early because uh, I like to 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 freeze the big leaves they're they're wonderful, but yeah, and then, um, oh, what else can you plant now, Of course, the green beans, that's it, yeah, all right, and then uh. Uh let's see. I'm trying to think of what else. What else can you plant? Um if anybody's planting something now and I've missed it, uh give me a call. Oh, um arugula, that's another good one to plant and cilantro. Cilantro and arugula is one of those things that you you know you want to do once every every 2 weeks or 3 weeks so you have a steady uh um, a steady supply of those um, the arugula once it's, it forms a, a hard stem it gets really hot and it doesn't doesn't really uh, um, yield much in the way of greens so you want to you want to harvest them along with your dill and the cilantro and the dill all of those are about the same every every couple weeks you you plant them um, did you say that we have a call? Oh, it's Nola. Look at that in Ripton. I can see that right on the computer. Nola, welcome.
1: <laughs>
5: well, sorry to interfere. I, uh, I, I will not be long, but I need
1: I not be long. to
5: yeah. come and speak with a voice Okay. for all the animals that love our gardens. Okay. A brief Robert Frost poem, okay? <laughs> this is a love poem. From one groundhog to his true love. All right? so listen well. I'm game. Go ahead. One thing has a shelving bank, another a rotting plank to give it cozier skies and make up for its lack of size. My own strategic retreat is where two rocks almost meet and still more secure and snug, a two-door burrow I dug. With those in mind at my back, I can sift forth, exposed to attack as one who shrewdly pretends that he and the world are friends. All we who prefer to live have a little whistle we give and flash at the least alarm. We dive down under the farm. We allow some time for guile. Don't come out for a while, either to eat or drink. We take occasion to think. (laughs) And if after the hunt goes past and the double-barreled blast, like war and pestilence, And the loss of common sense, if I can with confidence say that still for another day or even another year, I will be there for you, my dear. It will be because though small, as measured against the all, I have been so instinctively thorough about my crevasse and burrow. They want to live too, they do. And we just put the food out there, and, you know, how can you say no? Yes, I
3: love the two-door burrow. I thought that was it. Yeah, you know, they're
5: smart little guys. Oh, <laughs>
3: yeah, oh, yeah. And no, you won't outsmart them, that's for sure.
5: No, they're smart, and they want to live just as yep. bad as anybody else does. So yep. a brief horsetail update. I went to the garden the day after I talked So last Sunday we went down. Mm-hmm. It, it's a carpet mm-hmm. of horsetail. It's not like what I had assumed, (laughs) which was a little bit here and a little bit there. And you can't, you know, you just can't go and hoe it out. No. So tell Mm -hmm. me if this is good or bad, and then I'll get out of the way. If we take our new little tiller that helped us deal with the grasshoppers down Uh and till and till and till.
1: Yeah.
5: And then hit it with the dolomitic limestone. Mm Mm-hmm and then give a garden another try.
3: Yeah, I I think that's a good plan. Okay. You don't, you know, it's... um, um, You're going to plant some stuff this year?
5: Yeah. Yeah. I I want those kids to come back to seeing a
3: garden. A garden, yeah, okay. As
5: opposed to just, no offense, Mm -hmm. horsetails. Mm -hmm.
3: Mm-hmm,
5: mm-hmm. So, you know, there's still a ton of stuff. You were talking about that when you referred you that we can get in.
3: Yes, yes, there's plenty of um, things. So,
5: we'll see if the... Tilling slows it down,
3: mm-hmm.
5: and then maybe I don't know. We'll talk about what to do in the fall when the fall comes.
3: Yeah, yeah, that's a good heavy mulch or even the plastic would uh, probably be your best bet. You know what? Right. What might be fun for the kids, of course, is plant a few of those daikon radishes because they're, you know, they'll they'll grow twelve inches and it'll be an inch and a half
5: around. And they're, so if they were planted in early September, there'd be a great harvest in October, right?
3: <laughs> well, no, you'd need to plant them about now.
5: Uh, That's how
3: long they take a while. That they take a while. Yeah. Now regular old uh, radishes, yes. You know, September.
5: Okay. Okay. I can get my hands on some daikon. Yeah. Yeah. Those are
3: fun. Fun for the kids, I would think. All
5: right.
3: And then uh, for cabbages, the Chinese cabbage, though, you'll have a a whole, a nice head size Mm -hmm. uh, by the time they get back. So. Anyway. All
5: right. We'll do our best. <laughs> I know you so will. Let's keep accentuating the positive, and eliminating the negative, and have a wonderful day. Take care. <laughs>
3: Let's hang on to the affirmative and don't mess with Mister In Between. Is that what it is, Joel? <laughs>
2: Johnny Mercer wrote that.
3: Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> I think that's imprinted on my my brain now. <laughs> yeah.
2: Well, my dad Forever. was uh, it, his business was photo processing
3: mm-hmm.
1: back
2: when. Remember when there was film and negatives, oh, yeah. and, yeah. and that, they used to sing that around the shop: eliminate the negative, <laughs> accentuate the positive. Yeah. <laughs> oh,
3: Joel. Yeah, that's other, a good one.
2: That's a good one. Yeah, but while they were singing that, and you know, out yeah. there in the lab, the customers out front were singing. Someday my prince will come. <laughs> some, <laughs> that was the other half of the show. Oh, I can see it now. <laughs> yes, yeah, it makes
3: perfect sense. Oh Lordy, kids today would have no idea what we're talking. No, about. No, no. Well, yes, they, the kids are smart. They they, they do know what? some history for sure. <laughs> but the, that, um, you know, the little black canisters of, of, uh, unfinished film or yeah, finished oh, yeah. film, you know. And that whole thing about, you know, sending them off to the, well, what are you, drugstore
1: or wherever. Yeah, that's what it, I used shop. to
2: deliver to all the drugstores. Oh, is that yeah. right? Oh. Yeah, we had a little Crosley car, if you could believe that. Oh, really? Yeah, and we you know, I would fill it up with, I'd go to all the drugstores in the Bronx uh-huh. with the prints that my dad's business on 233rd uh-huh. Street would. They'd print them all up and uh, they'd get them out to the drugstore. Yeah. <laughs> that was my job. And the uh, Crosley Eventually was, just, I wasn't driving it, thank goodness. Someone else was. The Crosley was totaled when it ran – when the guy slipped off the road and ran into a, one of those big New York mailboxes, those oh, big man. iron mailboxes. Oh, no. The mailbox was still standing, but the Crosley, which was like smaller <laughs> than a Volkswagen, yeah, yeah. was uh, just lying in pieces in the street. <laughs> <laughs> no, oh, man. But I, dug, I obviously digress. So
3: yeah, yeah. That. Well, we, we, <laughs> we got lost on the Prince coming so – Uh, so let's see, what else is there that we can plant now? Oh, well, beets, you know, beets is a good one. Um, and, uh, oh, that's the one thing I did want to remind you is, uh, um, this month so that you make sure you don't, uh, lose out on, on your garlic. You want to make sure you, you order your garlic, um, or make sure that you're ready to go because, uh. Uh, if you 're planning to order online you know those those get cleaned out pretty quickly um, if you 're ordering from uh locally here then you can you can wait for sure because you'll you only need to do that in october october November and so we have um, what else is there to to plant now i have oh well uh, of course the lettuces i don 't know what i 'm thinking here yeah, lots of lettuces you can still plant and and get a nice harvest. Matter of fact, it's always good to just re-keep replanting your lettuce so you have some fresh coming. And, um, uh, just a reminder to go ahead and, uh, well I sort of touched on this with Trudy, is to, um, make sure you get your Japanese beetle traps out. And, uh, uh, because they will, they really will decimate my, uh, blueberries and my uh pole beans, especially they like the those high up uh, greens up there on top of the pole beans and the top of the the blueberry bushes, but they're not particular they'll they 'll feast on just about anything that's green uh, so you want to get that um, get that out and when Those traps first came out, and it was actually a a fellow right from Ohio there, a young kid who invented those first ones. They were made out of metal. I don't know if you remember them. They had the yellow basket, you know, and and the metal fins, and you used them year after year. And, of course, now it's down to – Two yellow f- fins that fit together and, and a plastic bag at the bottom so that they still have the key ingredient is the pheromone that attracts the, the beetles to, to it and then they bump into that yellow thing and they fall down and they can't get up, so. You're off buddy.
2: I'm sorry. Yeah, <laughs> I'm hearing myself. <laughs> yeah, okay, I'm talking. So what were you saying about the trap? I, I some no people idea. argue that. You know, the people were arguing that uh, we don't have a monitor in the studio here, so I have to rely uh, on the headphones. Uh, uh, yeah. But at any rate, um, um, that some people were arguing that they uh that if everybody had these pheromone traps that that was attracting the beetles
3: yeah i've heard that you know yeah. a lot of people say you're just actually pulling them in from from the wild you know but um, it, the evidence that I have seen is that the traps work really well, you know, mm-hmm. uh, and, you know, when I go to look at the top of my uh, blueberry bushes or, you uh, know, they'll even h- eat the raspberries and then the, uh, the roses, the Rosa rugosa roses, um, and, and, uh, and the top of the beans, the pole beans. Uh, when I go and look at those things they they really they really do affect the population hmm. around there, so maybe maybe you do you know obviously if you didn 't have them, why would you put them up in the first place mm-hmm. so yeah you know, it 's possible if you didn 't have Japanese beetles already infested uh, you wouldn 't put them up but uh for my money i i, I put them up and uh, it seems to work just fine they always say well put it uh, you know downhill or uphill or over or wherever i just I just put them in a couple of spots around the house.
2: Well, I, I keep asking these, uh, these existentialist questions that if uh-huh. I didn't have all these things planted
3: mm-hmm.
1: that
2: attracted, you know, tomato mm-hmm. worms mm-hmm. and, and cucumber beetles and, and, and everything, where would they go? Where would uh, they be? <laughs> why is there air, you
1: know?
2: <laughs> why, 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 you know, where would all the bunnies go if I weren't uh, chasing them away, you know, and planting all these, talk about planting lettuce. You I see, just plant uh, tons of uh, lettuce. Hoping we, that I get a handful, you know. We need to add that to Peter Paul and Mary. Yeah, I you know. know.
3: Where would all the bunnies money go?
2: <laughs> well, I, I can tell you where there's a backyard full of fat ones. Like <laughs> well fed. They Thank are. you, Joe Uncle Joe now. <laughs> yeah. they Well, you know, and not not to get into my thing with the animals and, the, but even even the raccoons and the woodchucks, they knowing having learned that I'm not a threat to them, they're yes. tame. They yeah. come up to me, yeah. you know. Yep. And I'm not worried about rabies or I haven't seen the foxes or anything. Mm-hmm. But, uh, the, the the bunnies and the raccoons are more than happy to be friends with me. You know? oh,
3: absolutely. Why wouldn't they? Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs>
3: you keep leaving these hundred dollar bills out there for them. You know, and they well, say, well, I, thank I you very function, much.
2: I'm going to cash in. I think it's a function of me being in my dotage and not having the <laughs> whole family around that likes to play, you know, have all these garden things. I'm having more fun communing with the, yeah. with the animals but I certainly I certainly sympathize with those who are uh, trying to get their best yield because yeah. you give these guys an inch and they will take the whole garden.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yes they will. Yes and uh I think that well, you know, if that's what you enjoy, that's what the garden is about. Yeah. I and mean, if you enjoy the critters that are coming eating on your your stuff, then they haven't then done enjoy. my
2: tomatoes, which I've moved some of them to the front of the house. Oh yeah. It's like the it's like the Italian neighborhood in my when I was in the Bronx. You know, so many of the people had the tomatoes growing up front. All you have to do is walk out the front door and <laughs> pick them. So I have my tomatoes out in the front, hoping that the critters in the back wouldn't know. I mean, that's being so naive. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but so far, so good. You know. Yeah
3: yeah well yeah fortunately the other than occasional bird that poke a hole in mm-hmm. you know the chipmunks don't seem to to bother them much. i haven't had a squirrel at all, so it's mostly the the hornworms and then of course the blight you know. And uh so far so good nobody has reported blight yet so we No
2: I haven't seen I haven't seen that and I have all these different tomato varieties my brother sent mm-hmm. me the mm-hmm. the heirloom ones you know so
3: mm-hmm. Yeah. You well, know, that's that's the way to go and just uh well you must you're going to have a lot of tomatoes buddy Yeah, What they're are you going to do with all? Are you going to dry
2: them? I mean, yeah, exactly. Yeah, mm-hmm. I've got a nice German variety, and then I've got these tiny little sweet ones that aren't the the uh, the, you know, the regular sugar sweet ones yeah, that we the have. Sun that it, the Sun Golds. Those yeah. the Sun Golds. Yeah, these are these are similar, mm-hmm. but they are they're listed as an heirloom, and I can't think of the name offhand. Uh, but are, are they red or yellow? They're yellow. Yeah. Oh, they are yellow. Yeah,
1: yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: Well,
3: I've noticed there's quite a few varieties now of the sun gold that are out there.
2: Most of the heirloom ones are the indeterminate ones, the ones that – Crawl around on the ground, you know the uh, the vining, vining ones. ones, yes, yeah, yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> and they do not crawl around on my ground. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you go up
2: the trellises, right? Yes, yeah, so I strap them up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, these guys are wrapping around some ornamental plants that I have on the front. <laughs> kind of a it's kind of a mess, but it uh, they're there, you know. Yeah, it works if it yeah. works. Don't yeah. fix it, yeah. <laughs>
3: Oh my goodness well um I noticed that it was almost time to to go ahead and harvest some basil and I don't know um I'm curious to see what people do with their basil uh, I tend to to pinch out the center and I make sure that uh, I had a couple of uh, flower spikes starting to come up and I always pinch those out and that's a real pleasure because you crush them in your hand it's that wonderful, wonderful smell. sweet oh yeah oh, a yeah, basil but um uh, and the parsley is just about ready too, so I'll probably do my first harvest of of basil and, and parsley soon. And yeah, we're a week
2: ahead of you. We've been harvesting. Yeah. Oh, you have? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Basil and parsley. My wife uh, made a sauce with the uh, oh, basil and what else did you have in there? Mm, I, mm. I have some Greek oregano somewhere, yeah. but I can't find it. It's
1: uh, in
2: fact, the it's, it's there somewhere. Yeah, I had it's some a perennial. Yeah,
3: I had about a whew, probably a three-foot square bed of oregano that was perennial, you know, Ooh. and it is gone. Uh, <laughs> it, it's under a foundation at this point. Oh dear. Yeah.
2: Well, okay, we'll
1: start a, a new this. one. <laughs> Uh, yeah, you have
2: to get the right kind, and it's ironic that the Italian basil that you like is really Greek basil. Oh, know? really? Yeah. The, the, the trouble is there are so many ornamental basils. Oh. Or, or ornamental. Uh, uh, oregano, You're talking oregano. Oregano, yes. yes the I'm Greek, talking Greek oregano. Greek, or, Greek or, oregano. Did I say yeah. basil? No. Greek oregano. The Italian oregano, the flavor that you like, is really a Greek oregano, huh. and it's easy to... Mistake it when you're picking up a plant or two. It's easy to mistake and get something that's more ornamental huh. than you know, herbal, flavorful. And uh, but I finally got it. It's a it's a certain Greek oregano that you dry it out, and it's like it's mm. like at your it's like. If you're at Patsy's Pizza Place in New York, and yeah. you have that big vial yeah. that you can yeah. shake the shake dried on, oregano, yeah. that's exactly what it is.
3: No, yeah. uh, I've read a number of different uh, recipes that specify uh, dried oregano yeah. because the dry oregano has more
2: flavor. It than does, the, yeah.
3: And the flavor comes out when you dry it. it
2: exactly. So, it's yeah.
3: So that's that's what you want. And when do you pick you do you pick yours and dry it or you
2: just, pick yeah? it and dry it? Yeah. yeah.
3: And uh, well, the the other basil that I grow is the um, I've mentioned it before, the holy basil, Mm -hmm. and uh, that I pick when I when I see about oh an inch or inch and Mm a half of the of the flowers uh, spike. Mm -hmm. I don't cut those off. I you know I mean I don't yeah I don't cut them off. I harvest the whole thing. With the flowers and that tea that we make out of it is mm. is absolutely the best tulsi tea that I've ever had. It just it has a sweetness to it, and I always attribute that to the flowers. You know, harvesting it with the flowers.
2: Now the oregano I dry, mm-hmm. but the basil I try to use as much of it as fresh as I can. I've dried yeah. the basil and it's yeah. doesn't seem to be much pop. You know, yeah. there doesn't seem to be any real use for it. Uh, uh, you know so if uh, i if i'm going to do anything with the basil i would do what you do and that's make the pesto mm-hmm.
3: you know? yeah it seems to
2: but i also discovered that uh, my, my, my my daughters were around they liked to buy the purple basil for mm-hmm. two reasons. One, the the purple leaves were interesting, yeah. and the flowers, if you let them go that far, were were beautiful. But I discovered that they were just as good, you know, with fresh mozzarella and tomatoes yeah. as the other basil. Oh, it has as much leaves. flavor then. Yeah, it sure does. Uh, yeah,
3: uh, interesting. I I haven't actually tried it, and and now, uh, well, uh, I was at um, uh, Richard's, you know, the Kate Farm. Oh, and yeah. He has Boy, it's
2: everything. It? It's like there's like five or six varieties of basil <laughs>
3: there anyway. You know, at least there may be more. There's a Thai basil and there's a lemon basil and then there's a, you know, <laughs> the Genovese. That's the one that I usually grow because that Genovese has the – Genovese basil? Yeah. yeah.
2: I've seen that. I haven't
3: – Yeah. That one, I grow leaves that are basically fill my hand. They're hmm. just monstrous and huge and it's a great, great flavor. That's the one I've, I've always used.
2: Well, I can't let the, uh, the you know the summer go by without buying some fresh mozzarella and then some really good. You know, large yeah. tomatoes. Yeah, and then you know, chop up some basil. And uh, I usually put the basil in a little bit of oil and uh-huh. let it marinate overnight, and ah. then pour it over everything. Oh, oh it's so yeah. good! And yeah. Mozzarella, basil, tomatoes.
3: Kalamata so. olives for that, or no? Yeah, you could yeah, I could, you could? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: I have those.
3: Yeah, that sounds really uh, good.
2: They're it's Costco bought, but they are. Uh,
3: yeah, those are uh, those are that. Uh, mozzarella is an excellent source of protein, by the way. Oh, good, good. <laughs>
1: Just <Can> to <it>
2: justify <laughs> you
1: know,
2: if I, now, if I could justify eating it for health reasons, that's that's great. I'm still trying to figure out how to justify uh, Ben and Jerry's New York Super Chocolate Fudge as being <laughs> nutritional. I don't think there's know.
3: anybody in this crowd who who needs you to justify that. We all understand perfectly well why. I anybody. Consider
2: what are the basic food groups. Groups, That's uh, right. I, chocolate
3: is definitely chocolate, one of the yeah.
2: chocolate yeah. fudge brownie, As brownie. Matter of fact, it was...
3: it's at the tip of the pyramid. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so it must be the most important, right?
2: Well, yeah, you know. But it, I have to pay attention to my doctor. He says, you know, well, call me in the morning if you're still alive.
3: If you're know still know. alive, yeah.
2: <laughs> that was on the dump show this I morning. I, I heard I that, one. that one. Up. <laughs> well, uh, we have to take one more break.
3: Okay. Let me give a shout-out to Charlie and, and, uh, Taplin. He's the one who gave me the advice on the uh, on using the fish emulsion and, and also the sea kelp emulsion as a foliar spray. And that, I think, is a great tip, and I'll be doing that on a regular basis. So. And so one more break, and then we're back? Yep. In
2: decades past, you opened a business, hung out your shingle, and the customers came. Today... Hanging out your shingle means creating an engaging website. The modern consumer is using the Internet to find businesses like yours. Are you positioned so you'll rise to the top of their search? Let the Radio Vermont Group Digital Services work with you to make sure you're visible online and to target your marketing to location, demographic, and interest. Learn more at rvgdigital.com. Ah, back to In the Garden, and uh, once again, here's Peter. Hey, Henry, we have a call. Henry from Moretown, how are you today?
0: I'm doing fine, thank you. Yourself? Oh, good. Absolutely. Boy. <laughs> I, I have two problems in my garden. I, yep. My bro- my broccoli's going to flowers already.
1: Oh. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, I don't know what I did wrong, but obviously something.
3: <laughs> and what was the other one?
0: Um, My peppers are looking great. Uh, but they're not growing.
3: Yeah, so uh, let's start with the broccoli. Um, there's a couple of things that will. Uh, how big are the broccoli heads? That's I should have asked. Well, they're, they're pretty. They're
0: only a few inches, maybe three inches, yeah. and then they're they're pointy at the top uh-huh, uh-huh. And, and just going off the flowers.
3: Huh. Well, um, so it's it, you, the thing they want to do at this point, of course, is is harvest harvest all of them if you can just cut the top the middle out okay and uh probably it sounds like and i i can't be absolutely certain but sounds like maybe the the sets that you put in uh were root bound and that will create a button um ahead oh, okay. and when the you know when for some reason and i've had uh, i 've had for no reason that I could think of, but yeah. uh, i 've had the small ones, and sometimes you get a you know one that 's ten inches across and other times you get ones that are three inches across yeah, yeah. and the only real saving grace is that uh, you cut the center out and it 'll start the side shoots come up, and the side shoots are just as you know just as valuable as that center okay. head it 's okay. not as as pretty and you can 't be as proud of it as as the center <laughs> one, but it eats just as well, and by golly you 're going to cut it up anyway so yeah yeah uh, that uh, but just a reminder is to go ahead and and fertilize it and water it well and treat okay. it like a brand new. Uh, plant and then you'll find that you get side shoots coming up all over and i usually between 24 uh i usually plant 24 broccolis and i'll get a uh you know a, a meal of uh, broccoli out of it every week from now until uh, okay. until november you know you it, hope. yeah and, and it's, it's very, the, the plant looks like it's a uh, weird tree, you know, with like a hundred different fingers coming up, but right. it's, it's very valuable. It's one of the best succession plants you can, uh, okay. you can have is a broccoli. So, so that probably is why that happened. And then okay. the second one, uh, peppers. was the peppers is, we have had an inordinate number of actually cold nights. Matter of fact, last night was 45 degrees. Okay. And peppers, um, uh, peppers and eggplant and to some extent even the, uh, the basil. Uh, do not take well to those cold nights, more or less. You know, you, you think you've got it all set because we're in the summer and it's 80-degree days right. and that's all the rest. But what happens is when it goes below 55 degrees, okay. the flowers won't set. You'll have flowers, but they won't set fruit. And so what I do is I put that little bit of a hoop over it to create kind of like a, a mini climate there so yeah. that as the the sun heats the soil during the day, it radiates up at night, but then it's sort of captured by that one sheet of plastic over the top of that. Okay. And right. that will help to <clears throat> give you the few degrees extra that you need just to get you through, so it, they set fruit, and they uh, because once the you get those cold ones, they they'll stop setting the fruit.
0: Okay, now I've I've got flowers. Should I nip the flowers off? And
3: no, st- I don't think so. I would just okay. try to make it, you know, just go bring for bring it a back one. to life. Bring it back to life. Yeah, okay. I haven't experimented with that, and maybe if you want to experiment it with a little bit and see if that encourages it to put more flowers out. Okay. The other thing that, that it could be, of course, is uh, you're not getting the pollination. But um that's, that's a hard thing to tell unless you go out with a q-tip and, and uh, pollinate them by hand, you, you don't really know. But I, I've had to do that with my zucchini at times when it just seems like they weren't,
0: huh.
3: they weren't really setting fruit right.
0: Yeah, the plant is beautiful. You know, it's just yeah. not growing. It's yeah. the, the leaves are
3: beautiful green. I, I know exactly what you're talking about. I, okay. I, I've been there, and I couldn't understand <laughs> until I started to do some research. And then yep. that's when it popped out at me. If the temperatures, you know, go under 55 degrees, and I said, well, you know, we're not having 55 degrees days. And then I realized, oh, it's the nighttime temperatures. It, yes,
0: yeah, That's what's the
3: bothering them. Okay okay, because they are just so the absolutely you
0: wouldn't you wouldn 't you don 't think I need to start over again
3: huh uh, you can you yeah. it 's not too late to start over as a matter of fact, um, but if you 're starting over now, you want to probably use like a broccolini or a broccoli rob, which are much faster to uh, to head up, but, but you don't okay. get the nice heads that you get. But if so you, you said if broccoli
0: you, rob or what was the first one?
3: Broccolini, it's called. Broccolini.
0: Okay, <laughs> it's Irish, huh? <laughs> yeah, it's
3: Irish. <laughs> Irish broccoli. Yeah, yeah, you got yeah. it. <laughs> okay. Yeah, those right. are those are the broccolini is is uh, is not as bitter. The broccoli rob is more of a bitter green, and oh, right. you you have to cook it. Um, the broccolini is has uh, is sweet you know and that
0: that eat you can, it raw yeah. you can
3: eat it raw, yeah, so okay. depending on what you're what you 're trying to to get to is you can plant either one but don 't let me stop you uh you know from planting just regular old good old broccoli because this is the time to plant your second crop anyway,
0: okay. All right. So, I think I'll go get some backup plants.
3: Yeah, I think so.
0: If, and I'll try if, what you said.
3: Yeah. And so when you take them out of their pot, you know, try to just uh, gently break up the roots so that they're not bound. Okay. And uh, if they're bound together, then they will tend to, to button up instead of, you know.
0: Well, I put them in, and I don't remember breaking mm-hmm. them up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that could be the problem.
3: Yeah. Well, it it happens. It happens sometimes. It only takes a week or two of extra time in that pot to, for them to send a signal to get up there and sprout as quick as possible. You okay. Know, so. All right.
0: Well, I appreciate your help.
3: Well, you're very welcome.
0: All right. I'm going to go, and I appreciate uh, the day today. It's gorgeous, isn't it?
3: Oh, man, yes. You love these days. You have to. You have to
0: yes, sure. yes. I'm working in my blueberry patch building doors. <laughs> and uh, it's it's not a lot of fun.
3: <laughs> <laughs> You're building doors in your
1: blueberry. Um, peri- oh, wait a minute.
0: Yeah, entry doors. Oh, uh, oh, So uh, and it's an old it's an old setup. It's probably oh I don't know thirty years old.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, my plants are they're unbelievable. I don't know what to, what to what they are. I've got three different ones. They're all late ones. Uh-huh. And uh, they're, they're like seven, eight feet tall.
1: Oh, my goodness.
0: So, of oh, course, I don't wonderful. trim them. I, yeah. I guess that's obvious. Yeah, yeah. All right. I appreciate your time, sir. Okay.
3: All right. Thanks, Henry. Thanks for the call. Talk to you later. And I guess we're... Yes. Are we done? I believe so. Okay, well, uh, my final thought was about the broccolini. That's the one thing you can... Uh, another one in the list of things you can plant now in the beginning of July that you'll have. And and uh, I guess I'm, you know. So keep planting, guys. And we will see you next Saturday, I think, right? That's right. In the garden.
0: <laughs> inch by inch, row by row Gonna make this garden grow all it takes is a rake and a hoe and a piece of
1: fertile ground.
2: In the Garden today has been brought to you by the Willie's Store, family-owned since 1900 in Greensboro. Someone by Polly Construction, Gregory Drive, South Burlington, where one call does it all. By Montpelier Agway, your locally-owned Montpelier Agway on East Montpelier Road. By Menard's family-owned True Value store on Brooklyn Street in Morrisville. By Claussen's Florist Greenhouse and Perennial Farm in Colchester, diagonally crossed from the spanked puppy. Top quality Vermont-grown plants since 1972 at Claussen's Florist Greenhouse and Perennial Farm. Buy these flowers and garden shop. Flowers, hanging baskets, annuals, houseplants, potting supplies, everything you need. at these in Waitsfield. Buy Sticks and Stuff and Swanton Lumber. Vermont's largest independent home center. Sticksandstuff.com. Lots of information there, plus store locations and hours. P&R Lumber, Route 15 in Wolcott, with family milled lumber for all your projects. P&R Lumber, check them out on Facebook as well. By Guy's Farm and Yard. If it eats and grows, guys can feed it. Four locations to serve you and online at guysfarmandyard.com. And by Dandelion Acres Garden Center in Bethel, sponsor of the In the Garden podcast. Find Dandelion Acres online at dandelionacres.com. And be sure to join us next Saturday at 12.30 in the noon hour for In the Garden with Peter Burke here on WDEV FM and AM. Someone
1: bless these seeds I sow. Someone warm them from below. Till the rain comes tumbling down. Till the rain comes tumbling down. Roll by inch. Row by row.